This is Comet Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What's up? Hey, I'm digging through my um, big that big ass um, collection of stuff I got at um, San, Diego, San Diego Comic Con for this one again. All right. Yeah, because um, it's been o- over a month since I was there, and I'm still reading through all the stuff I bought, I bu- I bought from there. Mm. Yeah, but this time, one of the things I picked up there was um, the three volumes of a Marvel's Annihilation um, Cosmic Crossover series. Mm. Now, basically, this, this, this um, crossover was introduced because Marvel wanted to um, redefine and refocus their cosmic characters. Like, they got a lot of fans, like, you know, like the Silver Surfer, Galactus, um, Nova, um, let's see, what, should I, the Scrolls, the Kree, Ronan the Accuser, um, all, all these guys out here. But, you know, like, for me, it's like, I don't know, it's like, someone who grew, camp, who grew up in the, in the 90s who basically grew up on, on X-Men comics and also all the stuff that Virgo was putting out at the time. It's like, all these guys, yeah, they really don't mean anything to me. It's like, um, I, I don't know what what what, the, what their deal is, why I should care about them. Like, a lot of the, no one's really told like a really compelling or important story about them in the last, I don't know, 10 or 20 years, it seems like. Mm. But, but with this, like, Marvel wanted to um, get everyone in, involved, show, show everyone what, the, what's the, what their, their importance is and um, why, why I should care about them. Unless you know, like Marvel just wanted to see, like they could actually sell comics to these people, again, people again. But hey, <laughs> yeah. But and then um, also, I want to talk about in comparison is um, another cosmic crossover that came came out from DC, um, not around the same time, but a um, little little while after, called um, Green Lantern: The Sinestro Cor- Corpse War. And while I have nothing against Green Lantern, I will say that these two volumes of the Sinestro Corpse War are the only volumes of Green Lantern that I own. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Probably talk more about that about that in a second, but first, Annihilation. Now, Annihilation, like, from, as the name implies, it's not a very um, peaceful or like very um, character, very lack, very um, slow paced or um, lack of diesel. Sorry, no, it's yeah. about it's about this this huge this huge this huge invasion force led led by led by the um. What's this guy's name? Okay, led by this um, warlord Annihilus, who comes from the negative zone, and he and as he realizes the people from the um for our universe or the positive universe, I guess, mm. are um t- encroaching on his negative zone. He's leading all his forces to um take to t- take things over and just like take all this land back in order to balance the scales, as it were. Mm. As he does now, as he does this, um, all people start to rise up, rise up in order to face him. First, you get um, Richard Ryder, um, member of the Nova Corps. Um, an interstellar peace, peacekeeping corpus in the Marvel Universe. Or, after the um, initial one-shot from the, from that kicked off the crossover, he is the last of the Nova Corps, because everyone else died um, once the annihilation wave hit the um, Nova Corps' home planet. Then you get Silver Surfer, who, well, pretty much needs no introduction. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, former former Herald, Herald of Galactus, now doing his own thing, but gets but gets roped back, back into this... Um, Interstellar conflict, where it finds out that Annihilus is trying to um, track down the former Heralds of Galactus in order to um, use um, their their power co- their the remainder of their power cosmic for his own ends. Mm. Then you also got the Super Scroll, the Fantastic Four villain, who as as the um, as his storyline states, like he, every time he fights faces the Fantastic Four, he gets his ass handed to him because you know that's the way these things work. And he's basically um, starts off the series SOL. And they sent on a suicide mission um, after after the um, after his scroll the scroll the planet that where his son where his son lives is being threatened by the annihilation wave and he's trying to find a way to um, 
to stop it by by employing um, a rag rag type of group of um, survivors from other from from the nihil- from prisoners who have been um, taken over by Nihilus's um, science team. Mm. And then you got um, Ronan the Accuser. Um, Ronan is um is basically like a peace officer in the uh, in the Kree Empire. Basically, he's kind of like I on one level he's kind of um, Marvel Universe's Judge Dredd from whatever. When I've seen, like, he's just, it's his job to go out dealing out justice, um, even if it, like, the, um, the means, the means he delivers it are harsher than the crimes the people inflicted in, um, to begin with. Hmm. Now, you got, and then you also got, um, Drax the Destroyer. Now, aside from the fact that his name is Drax and, like, he's the Destroyer, <laughs> I really didn't know a whole lot, a lot about this guy from, to, to begin with before the series started, but hmm. he had a, um, miniseries, um, I mean, so that basically preceded the entire annihilation event. That basically refocused his character, from what I understand. Team up with this with really sarcastic Earth girl, and basically turned him into a much more leaner, leaner, meaner killing machine. Hmm. And but he's also um, hanging around in the background as well, because apparently he's out to kill um, Thanos, um, one of the, uh, or sorry, Thanos, one of the Marvel's um, big scary cosmic guys. Almost killed half the Marvel universe once um, when he got got his hands on the Infinity Gauntlet. But don't worry, they were all brought back eventually. Oh, cool. Yeah, because, you know, like, no one ever dies for that long in, Mar- in the Marvel Universe. That's right. Yeah, and, and um, Drax, Drax and his, his um, teenage ward, um, Cammy, um, hang out, are in the background throughout the course of this event. Mm. Now, basically, here's, here's what I got. You got the Drax miniseries, you got the Annihilation um, one-shot that kicks things off. Then you got the four miniseries that come afterwards. You got um, Nova... You got um, Super Scroll, you got Fanta- Silver Surfer, you got um, Ronan the Accuser, and then you got the uh, the main Annihilation miniseries. Now that's like, uh, okay, that's, um, let's see, nine, it's like over 27 issues worth of stuff right there, hmm. plus the um, um, two one-shots that wrapped up the series. And like, that's a lot of stuff to up. Uh, cover and like it's three volumes total and the biggest problem i can say with the series is that yeah it's it does suffer from a lot of bloat so far i mean like it could a lot of stuff could have been, probably could have been pared down in a much efficient more efficient fashion i mean okay the first volume contains like Dra- the drax series which is pretty good i mean it's got some nice art from mitch breitweiser and it's written by series mastermind keith jiffin it's it's good enough but uh, the, the annihilation one shot great stuff sets such a lot of characters sets up the threat in a convincing manner, lets you know that this this is like these, these are the stakes. Here's what everyone's out for, and then you got the um, the Nova miniseries. Now the Nova miniseries is the best of the four because I, I really didn't know much about um, Nova or Richard Ryder, the one one of the human members of the Nova Corps, and just seeing him as he's um, forced to team up with the um, with the Nova Corps um, Overmind, which is like the um, thing that contains all the um, strategies and history of the Nova Corps. After after the corpse is destroyed, seeing him try to do that, and then also um, match with match wits with Drax and Cammy along the way, it's it's really interesting seeing him like rise to the burn of like he's basically like regular kind of a regular guy who's basically um had this these great this great responsibility thrust upon him you know, kind of not like Spider Man I would have to say but he's but it's it's really more interesting seeing seeing him him struggle and try to come to terms with, with his new status quo than it is like seeing a lot of the other stuff go on I mean. In the next volume, Silver Surfer miniseries is probably the most important to the um, overall plot because it de- basically deals with um, Silver Surfer um, um, taking taking on the anni- members of the Annihilation Wing for coming to take out the uh, former Heralds of Galactus. But 
Jiffin does this in a very like plot driven style. I mean, it's like it's like it's telling you stuff that happens, but I can't really bring myself to care about a whole lot of stuff that's going on right there. And even though it does have some long term applications for the Marvel Universe, because um, it reestablishes the Surfer as Galactus's Herald now, it um, it's just kind of like okay. <laughs> then you got the Super Scroll miniseries, which takes a very familiar um, setup. I mean, like the Super Scroll. He's um, out to save. He's he's like on a last suicide mission to save save his son's planet, and he's a, basically recruited a motley group of characters in order to do it. Takes that that setup and um, does a decent enough job with it because like I have to admit that I wasn't quite expecting his story to go the way the way it planned, but it did try to be um, executed really well. I mean, if the parts it seems over familiar in terms of plotting for its for most of its run, um, the writer Javier Javier Grillo. Mar- Mark Chick's ah, mangling his name right now, hmm. but he um, he does a good has a good handle of the characters. Obviously, he likes the guy, and and it's like it, and there are some nice nice twists, especially in issue three when you find out that oh well, I didn't expect to see see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the turn out to be um, pretty pretty well handled, and I also have to admit that it's it also such a nice twist later on in the in the main Annihilation miniseries when you find out the um, fate of. Super Scrolls Ultimate Fate in the series. Okay, then you got um, Ronan the Accusers miniseries, which is it, even though I know nothing about this character, it's such, it's an interesting it's an interesting setup because like, you got this guy who's um, dedicated to doing dealing justice out no matter what the cost, but he's also been um, exiled from his own empire on on grounds of treason. But it turns out he's but naturally he's been framed, but now he's got to go out, he's got a lead on the person who set who actually framed him in the first place. Problem is that. Um, the person who framed him is on is on a planet that's actually been earmarked for um, reshaping by by this one by this one character who I wish I could remember his wish I could remember his name, but he's out to um, prove that he can that he can make a better a better world than his mentor than his mentor did, and he's basically just trying to like, mess mess with the minds, mess with the geography of every, everything that's going on there. And then um, then the annihilation wave comes, so all sorts of chaos happens, and it's. It's handled really, really well by writer Simon Furman, and got some really nice art for um, Jorge Lucas as mm, well. Mm. Yeah. Then you get to the main Annihilation miniseries, which is basically all these characters coming together to defend against the, the Annihilation wave. And written by Keith Giffen, um, illustrated by Andrea DeVito, this is the highlight of, this, of, the, of the series. Because as, as well, like I said, a lot of series, um, they're, the four miniseries, I mean, the biggest problem is with them is is that you're dealing with, you're not really technically advancing the main story. I mean, you're just telling like sides, a bunch of side stories with a bunch of characters in here, and you're not actually tell, advancing the main story of like what what's the um what's the sense of the annihilation? What are these people doing doing to stop it right now? Then you find out, okay, this is then you get to um the main annihilation miniseries, and then everything comes right into focus, and it's handled extremely. I mean, the the sense of pacing. The sense of scale that Jiffin brings to the series, he gives you a real feeling that the, that the stakes for the for this are co- are epic and appropriately cosmic for a Marvel for this this miniseries. And when you and especially when you show that um, Galactus has been beaten down by two other cosmic entities and used as a co- turned into a cosmic weapon himself, that gives you a sense of the stakes of what what these people are up against. Hmm. Making matters even more interesting are weapons when the, when our heroes actually lose halfway through the book. And the and the offensive against Annihilus um, fails completely. That's when um that's when um, Nova, Richard Ryder, 
and his, and the um, handful of um, heroes who are still willing to back him up take try to take on their final last ditch um, effort to um to take out an island, basically deal a headshot to the invasion as um, as you would. Hmm. And overall, it's that that's a it's a fantastic wrap to the series. I mean, it's followed by these two one shots about the heralds of Galactus and what happened to them. That's just okay, but overall, I mean the the core Annihilation miniseries is real, is a real, real high point. It basically kind of justifies the entire thing in and of itself. I guess the only th- issue I have with um, recommending this series to just about anyone is, well, I bought all these volumes for half off at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't, if I had paid full price for them, I would have paid shelled out around seventy five bucks for them because it's three, because like it's it's three volumes, twenty five bucks each. And you're like that's a, that's a serious that's a sizable chunk of change, and like for just about anything. I mean, and I have to admit that it's seven hundred bucks for this all for all this. I mean, yeah, it's a sizable amount of comics. Not all of it probably worth probably worth that much, but still, um, if you can find it, if you can find it for half off or a de- decent discount, highly recommend it. I mean, my buddy who recommended this to me in the first place, he is a total slut for um, anything involving Marvel's cosmic characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I have to admit, like, yeah, like, if you like any of these guys I've talked about, you'll probably get a kick out of this series. Sure. But you know, if you like decent super, <coughs> if you like good superhero stories, then I go ahead and recommend, recommend you check this out as well. Yeah. Now, coming around to its opposite number, or at least mm-hmm. its opposite number, as, I, as I've declared, as I've read these in close proximity to each other, mm-hmm. um, Green Lantern: The Sinestro Corps War. Now, I have to admit that this is only two volumes. Collects about, let's see, I believe um, 12 or 13 issues. And really, like, I have to admit that the um, the phrase, all killer, no filler, um, comes in comes into play for these two volumes right here. Hmm. Now, those you those you know, you really need to know, like, it's like the Green Lantern Corps. They're like the interstellar, like the um, police corps. Those are the police force in the entire universe. It's their right. job to go out and, like, make sure no no bad things are happening. And the main representative of that on Earth is, is Hal Jordan. For, like... Originally a hero, then became a villain after he was possessed by the fear entity known as Parallax. Now he's been a hero again for several years now. But, you know, it's like there's still that problem. There's still that problem like he's, that time he went and killed killed off most of the people who were in the Green Lantern, Lantern Corps as well. Yeah. Now the Sinestro Corps, um, or basically is set up by um, Green Lantern's arch-villain Sinestro. So Green Lantern's um, power, power is like his, his, his um, power ring is powered by will. Sinestro is is his opposite number, who's got his own yellow power ring, only this thing is powered by fear instead of will. And this is basically, the Circle Sword basically tells the story of Sinestro forming his own corpse, fill, um, filled by with their own power rings of fear, and then just them taking the fight to, to, like, to, the, to the Green Lantern corpse in, in order for the fate of the universe. Now, um, right, this is mostly written, the series is mastermind by, by Jeff Johns, who writes the uh, main... Who writes the main Green Lantern series, along with lots of other um, series for the D- DCU as well, and also with um, backup for with um, by Dave Gibbons and Peter Tomasi on the Green Lantern Corpse series as well. Now, it's int- now the series is basically a crossover between um, between the Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corpse series, but it's interesting how they um, how they pace this because the main story is basically in Green Lantern with it's basically the like, story of ha- of Hal um, trying. Like I'm being faced with um faced with these guys who pray, who who's for who fear is their ultimate weapon, and just how, how he's just I need to try and find will be a hero again, even after like he's got his own 
He said his own issues with after being possessed by the entity Parallax after all this time, and also the people who um, who resent him for Frank, you know, just being like having the nerve to become a Green Lantern again after he killed killed him, he just meddled the corpse the first time. Right. Yeah. But and like that's that, it's it's compelling stuff because um, John's gives a does, like like annihilation. He gives it a good sense of um, of scale scale and pace. Actually, like, the pace is much much faster here. Um, than than an annihilation because you because like you have to feel like like okay they they set up a uh, really epic confrontation at first with like Central corpse um storming the Green Lantern corpse headquarters killing dozens of Green Lanterns and just like you know this is the stakes are right now and now we're just gonna go straight out from here it's it's really exciting stuff and then afterward then but for the um then you get the uh, the stuff in the um, Green Lantern corpse series which I have to admit that. For a series that's focuses it is on the main series Green Lantern, they do a good um, they do a good job of actually giving you enough stuff to um, to care about in the Green Lantern Corps um, series. Like they like stuff enough important stuff happens here that even though like you know the real action's in Green Lantern, the stuff that happened in Green Lantern Corps is actually still pretty interesting. Oh. As like when, when you're dealing with the um, with the planet Green Lantern Mogo, uh-huh. like he's it's his job to um, guide all the Green Lanterns Green Lantern rings to their um prospective hosts when you get you know, have them have um it being threatened by another evil um sinestro corpse ring um fueled planet um and then yet all they had to all their course of duking it out over the fate of this planet that's pretty epic right there hmm. now the only problem i have with this series and this is something that i understand is endemic to a lot of dc universe stuff is that for me i've got a lot of running i got a lot of running knowledge about um who's who in the dcu and um what what their what their status quo is what they're doing here, um. For those of you who don't know anything, who who if you hear say Green Lantern, oh yeah, he's a guy with the ring, um, and you don't know anything about these these characters, Johns and Johns and the other writers provide enough stuff to um give you an idea of who who the main who the main players are. Then when you get to um all the other secondary players, especially in the um. The Green Lantern Corpse and the Sinestro Corpse, all these other characters, like, who are they? What are they doing here? What are their characters? I mean, if you have no idea of who some of these people are, and I'm only able to relate to them in the sense that they, a lot of these people describe their, their character types as opposed to actual characters. Like, like Sodam Yat. He's one of, the, he's like the uh, hotshot rookie from the Green Lantern's Corpse. And then you got um, Arisa, who's apparently the, uh, the cute, cute alien chick who's um, you know, there because you need a cute alien chick. Stuff like that. I mean, a lot of these characters. I mean, I mean, yeah. I guess it's good that I'm able to relate to some, but also I'm, I can't help feeling that I'm missing something here. That I, I wish there's some sort of like um, dramatic personae here to let me know who's who, what's what, and um, what's and what are these people? What are these people here, and why should I care about them in the first place? Oh. But still, I mean, it's like it's still it is a good epic. It is a good um, thrilling story for the most part, especially since the in the end it. I had, to, I had to admit that even though yeah like yeah um, Sinestro is banished Sinestro is banished and imprisoned but you know he's he actually wound up achieving his main goal as well which is a um, interesting status quo to the um, change in the status quo to the, to, um, the Green Lantern's code and also well if you want to read into it there's also some interesting political commentary on the fate of on the on the nature of the Green Lantern's um, overseers the guard the guardians and how they have to um, rewrite on the Green Lantern's rule book in order to win against the Sinestro corpse. Yeah, but then you also realize that hey, you know what? It turns out the only lanterns in this 
that the, that the green isn't the only lantern in the universe. There's actually a rainbow spectrum huh. of lanterns now. Huh. You've got, because all green represents willpower. So you've also got, and yellow represents fear. You've also got, oh, let's see, what do we have here? Yeah, we've got, um, vi- you've got violet, which um, is, is it? Yeah, love, which is which is violet. You got red, which represents rage. You got indigo, which represents compassion. You got orange, which represents avarice, and blue, which represents hope. Hmm. And then you got black, which represents death. Hmm. Death is hinted at in the in the end of this series, but that's mainly because it's also the um, focus of the of of DC's um, big big crossover right now, Blackest Night, which the Black Lanterns come. Um, show up and then start raising the dead from the DC universe. Oh. So yes, you, you got it's a crossover based on interstellar space zombies. Oh. And hey, you know what? I think that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So so based based on this, I'm willing to actually um, go out and start checking out some of the other um, DC other um, Green Lantern stuff written by Jeff Johns, and also the um, eventually um, Blackest Night once it's released once it's released in trade paperback form. Mm-hmm. So you know, especially I like both of them. I gotta give the nod to um to Green Lantern here, just for dealing. Yeah, it's it is continuity heavy. Some yeah, if you read this stuff, you're gonna you're gonna um, probably be a little bit lost in parts. But it's it's more, but it's more focused. It's cheaper. It's like, and it's like it, it made me interested in actually checking out other Green Lantern stuff, which mm. you know I, I can say that after this, I'll probably start owning more than two volumes of Green Lantern. Gotcha. Which yeah, you know, it's like it's nothing against Green Lantern. I, mean, I don't hint the effect that Garth Ennis does, <laughs> but. There haven't really been a whole lot of like you know classic or must own Green Lantern stuff. I mean, John, do you know? Are you aware of any classic Green Lantern stories that you should have read by now? No. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, it's like that's that that's it right there. I mean, like a lot of people, he's a guy with a ring, but that doesn't mean you can't tell interesting interesting stories um, with, right. with him and the other characters who wield it. Okay. And on that note, I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night now. See you next time. All right. See you later.